Hello, hello, and welcome back. Um, welcome, everyone, to Divine Honey Podcast. I am your host, your friend, your daily inspiration, Tamika Johnson. This show is about human experiences, and this includes thought-provoking conversations, and most importantly, our Divine Honey guest that continuously come up and show us and tell us about stories, about love, life, journey, and purpose, and I appreciate each and every guest for sharing their life with us. Now, if you're watching live or on the replay and you feel inspired, please leave a question, show some love in the comment section. So today, we have Divine Honey guest, um, Josh Harris. He will be sharing with us his experience of life in between, being biracial in America. We will be discussing how multicultural individuals view themselves and how they are treated in society, and um, I just thank God. I thank Josh for coming on and sharing his experience with us. Welcome. Tamika, thank you so much for having me. Um, I know we've talked about it a couple times, and then when we got together in mm -hmm. Mexico, we talked about it a little bit more, and I'm glad we're finally making it happen. Yes, yes. I'm glad you are on, and um, I'm glad you're talking about this topic. We do have three people in the chat. I want to Timmy Johnson's in the chat. Hey, Timmy. Yeah. Um. Jojo, Mary Jo, she's in the chat as well, and Selena Malley. So you guys ask questions. Get yes, let's get please. into it now. What made you want to touch on this topic? Because we were in Mexico and we were talking about for Tim's um vow renewal, and we we're talking about the podcast, and you instantly knew what you would want to talk about. So oh, why instantly. is this important? It's been my whole life. I mean, I know that's an obvious statement, mm -hmm. but it's such a big part of my life. Um, Race, I don't think, has the same meaning to everybody. Mm -hmm. So for me, being a black man who grew up in rural Iowa with a white mother and biracial siblings, like it's there's so many layers. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been such a huge it's it's who I am. It's been such a huge part of who I am. So I instantly know, boom, that's what I want to talk about. I want to let people know how I feel, how I think other people like me feel, how people view us. Mm -hmm. So there's like we, like we were saying earlier, there's so many layers to this. So, so many, many, so many layers. Things. Well, let's start about how you grew up, like how it all started. Right. So my parents met in the military. So this is in the you know late 80s. I was born in 90s. So they met in the late 80s, 89 um, in Little Rock, Arkansas. So you're talking about a very, yeah, so it's a very, so they're both in the Air Force, which the Air Force is a very multicultural place, but you're talking late 80s, so they're, Little Rock is known for some racism, mm -hmm. so, you know, mm -hmm. you're starting to get south there, um, you know, my mom is 18, 19 years old, little white girl, redhead, moves down there, um, meets my father, has me and my brother, um, she told me stories about she, I was six months old she'd be pushing me around Walmart and some old lady old white lady walked up to her and called her in inward lover and spit in her face because she was pushing me around she's not even with my dad she's just me so I mean it stuff started early I'm, I'm, I'm six months old getting pushed around in a cart and my mom's getting racial slurs thrown at her oh. um right so they 
speed it up a little bit. My parents didn't, um, their marriage didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So me and my brother and my mom, we move up to Iowa and we live with my, my white grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, small town, Iowa, 500 people. They're, they're the, the people hadn't seen there. I don't think there's ever been a black person ever lived there prior Mm -hmm. to us. Um, and then you have to think about my mom's family who was from there, mm-hmm. grew up there, raised there, generation, 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 have never had a, any black people in their family. And then you got these two mixed kids moving in here, um, kind of shaking things up a little bit. My mom would tell me, you know, and some of the stuff I'm going to share is somewhat personal. I'm not, I don't want to offend any of my family or anybody out there, mm-hmm. but, uh, I know my mom said that it was a little bit of. I don't know what the word is you want to use. Um, pushback. I don't know if that's the word to use, mm-hmm. but from like even her own father, like mm-hmm. she is dating this black guy, and then this black guy leaves her with two mm-hmm. kids, and then he's filling the stereotype for him to to uh, you know push back on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was really hard for my mom from her own family. And then, obviously, I'm a kid. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really young. Um, but as you know, we're living, we grow up, we're getting older, we're getting older, and you start to, at some point, I don't know what the age is, you realize mm-hmm. you're different. Mm-hmm. You know, at first grade, I remember people call me the N-word, first grade, mm-hmm. second grade. People call me the N-word. Teachers would say stuff, or they would, it, <laughs> And I don't know that people always even meant it in a bad way, mm-hmm. but people would say things or they talk about slavery and little eight-year-old girl would raise her hand and say, would Josh be a slave? Ooh, and you yeah. feel so, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not even that she's asking a bad question. It's a lot. It's a child's question. It's it's a child's question. Yeah. And you, but you are so, when you're the only one, it is so uncomfortable. I'm seven, eight years old and I already feel different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, some of that stuff was hard. How did your grand, like you being at home with your grandparents, did you feel any different with them or did they treat you guys good? No, they, I, they treated us good. I, they, I I, I wouldn't, but it was, I I still think it was hard for them. Mm -hmm. Um, all, you know, they got 10 grandkids and two of them are different and they've never experienced this. They don't, they treated us good, though. I don't want to say that they treated us bad. I would say, if anything, it was people outside mm-hmm. uh, of, of my immediate family that that would say things or talk bad about. It's weird the things that people would say about your mom. And I don't know if it's just because she was married to a black man at one point or mm-hmm. I don't know what you know where that comes from. But yeah. do you, as for your mom, do you how did she become equipped to, you know, raise black children or biracial children, did she have to just trial and error or was it conscious? Now it's more a conscious thought now when people are doing this because we talk about it more. So now people are being conscious. Okay, I've, but then you just, you just did. So what was hers? Like you said, I think as as time went on, Mm -hmm. I still at 32 years old and I love my mom more than anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know that she even knows fully now. Like we'll have conversations. I'm like, or do you hear what you're saying, mom? Like, mm-hmm. you raised two black kids. Like, you know what? Like, what? Where is this coming from? And it's my mom loves us more than anything. Like, we're of her, course. we're her, we're her everything. But even to today, sometimes she will say something or do something, and you kind of go, "What? Where is this coming from?" 
So that's mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to just say, talk about is like, in Iowa especially, just because mm-hmm. of who you're around, there's a lot, most of my friends happen to be married to white women. And I don't mm-hmm. know, like, part of that's just proximity. So yes. um, mixed kids, most of my friends have mixed kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one thing that I wish my mom knew at an early age. She didn't have social media. And again, I'm still in the '90s. Interracial marriage wasn't even it wasn't even like a big thing. Mm-hmm. So it was really new back then. Um, I think interracial marriage started to become legal in like 1967, somewhere around there. Yeah. So within my parents' lifetime, and as late as 2001. So I'm 11 years old. 2001, Alabama uh, made interracial marriages legal. That's I didn't know 2001. That. I know you're that. a teenager. I'm 11 years old. So, like, it's still a newer concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always been mixed people. There's always been biracial people. But being accepted and okay with society is still becoming a newer and newer mm-hmm. thing. So I just wish and I hope that people going forward, they take time to understand. Again, my mom is a white lady, right, raising two I'm two big black dudes, six, five, two fifty, walking around rural Iowa. You had, it's a total, she's had a totally different experience than me mm-hmm. and she'll never, my own mother will never even understand the things that I've seen or experienced. So just take the time. I mean, even going back to like taking care of my hair as a kid, like learn those things. It means something. You got to understand that there's a difference, yep. you know? So oh, I have a couple of comments in here. Um, I'm Brienne. She says, hello. Yay. Hi, Brie. And then um, Selena says, biracial kids over any other mix of race, I feel, has been a big standout in my in my eyes. This was the way it always has been, so it's become a look. It, it's, sorry, Selena. It becomes like a reflex. So, yeah. so can I ask you, I guess, yeah. is, is this person biracial? She is. And her oh. mother is white and had, um, Selena, how many kids are in your family? There's like seven of y'all. And her, you know, her, her story is similar, you know, to yours yeah. in a way. So, um, yeah, there's, I don't, I guess I don't fully, uh, yeah, I agree with what she's saying. Um, you, I feel like you're kind of almost always in defense mode, mm-hmm. which is weird just to be you. I've never, and I guess people can have opinions on it. I don't know if it's an opinion thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if race is an opinion thing, but people have their own ideas. I've never walked into a room full of a bunch of white people I don't know and felt com- like felt like that and I'm home. Like, this is where I fit in. Like, I don't mm-hmm. be- <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I don't feel sense. like I look like them. I don't feel like I do the same things as them. I don't feel like I take care of, you know, myself the same way. I feel, I don't think we've had the same experiences. So this idea that you are 50-50, I've never agreed with that. It mm-hmm. that doesn't even make sense to me. Like, it just doesn't, I can't, I'll never grasp that concept. Mm-hmm. That people are like, well, you're half white too. I'm like, what does that mean? There's always that joke with Dr. Umar that said, Half white, that don't even make sense. How, if you mix chocolate milk with milk, you still got chocolate milk. milk. Like that doesn't even make sense to me. Like I'm, I'm white, and I guess I'll never, you know, I, I don't understand that that thinking. Do you think the so 
you growing up, how did you get connected with um, your black side? And let's start there. I have another question to piggyback off that. But. So that's tough. So I didn't grow up with a father um, in the household. He was, you know, my parents got separated. Like I said, at, you know, I was mm-hmm. one or two years old. They, he was in the military. We moved to, to rural Iowa. So we just didn't see him a lot. Mm-hmm. And then his family isn't from Iowa either. So I didn't even see my black family until as, as I got older. So that was tough. You know, I'm trying to figure out who I am. I think when I really remember kind of one, I'm using terms. I don't know if I'm always using the right term, but it makes sense to mm-hmm. me. Separate myself was like junior high. Like mm-hmm. I remember like, okay, like just relating. Like I'd watch mm-hmm. a movie or a music video, you know, whatever. And I, I felt more related to that and I would start dressing that way or, you know, saying some certain things or do act in a certain way. And I think that, like I said, sixth, seventh grade is kind of, and that's when I really started hearing, you know, junior high boys are, can be mean. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really started hearing racial things from them. So it made me reach out to this other side, even though I didn't have any guidance or Mm -hmm. someone to look up to, and I kind of, I just reached out to it and and wanted to be like that. I don't know if that makes any sense it, at all. It makes sense. But, it makes sense. Have you seen the, it was a Netflix, I don't know if it's still there, with Colin Kaepernick, and it kind of documented it. Yes. And when he just felt at home, he went and got his, he went to this lady's house to get his hair got right. He got a, he got a, he just felt at home. I felt bad for him a little, a, because he wasn't protected. His, I don't think his parents didn't mean to, they just didn't understand. But I was like scared for this man, this child's oh, life. Yes. And you can even see how uncomfortable his yeah. mom felt being in certain places. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's very spot on to kind of how I felt like mm-hmm. in him, he had, I think, so he was adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had friends who are, are were adopted black, black and adopted by white families, and they weren't mixed, but they still had like an identity issue with. Hundred percent. You're raised by white people. You culturally are white, but you physically are not, and mm-hmm. that's what people see you as is physically. So. Yeah, I don't. That again, going back, I wish that my mom would have tried a little harder to get me involved in some of those communities or get me involved with, you know, I don't know what she could have done, but just tried something. Do you think the black community has supported you? Or what's the issues you've had with us or with the black community and being biracial? So the, the black community, I would say for the most part has always, especially older black people, they, they Mm -hmm. take you in like, come here, baby, give me a hug. Like they treat you, and, and part of that I think is generational, mm-hmm. because they grew up in a time where being mixed or black, I mean, I don't think there was a difference. I really don't. Like, you know, if you talk about mm-hmm. the 60s and 50s and 70s, I think that black was black, you know, whether you had, they, they used to have the 1%, one drop rule. Mm-hmm. So I think they know that biracial people have had the same struggles as black mm-hmm. people. Yeah, so, and, and when I say biracial, obviously I'm referring to black and white. I don't, there's obviously right. a multitude of biracial, you know, it's a broad meaning. But um, I think I I didn't, again, I always know my, my mom's always been white, but mm-hmm. I didn't notice people even separating me from black until I got to college. You know, my buddies would joke 
I think it was like my junior or senior year, joked, oh, you're not black, you're mixed. And I just laughed it off, and I didn't even take it to heart or anything. But then, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized that people are putting that separation there, like, hold up, you're not black. And I'm like, what does that mean? What do you mean? What is, what is, what is black? Like, what are you determining as black? Is it your physical features? Is it your ancestors? I guess I don't know. I still don't even know what people define as. Like, what, I guess, what would you define as black? Okay, well, it's a hard one. It's a lot of things because my views have changed. Like, okay, I was just, like, listening to someone um, talk about, like, Mariah Carey's kids. I mean, they look like Mariah Carey, but they do have a black father. So some people be like, oh, they're light-skinned. They're not really black. There's people are saying that. And then, well, they visibly have, and we know who his, their father is. To me, I look at them, I could tell they're mixed race. Um, right. I even think, I think it's but deeper. Even she's mixed. Even yeah, she's mixed. it's just a lot of mixing. I think it's deeper than your looks. It's your environment, your culture. Um, I think people have the right to identify as they see fit, but I and I'm probably biased because I'm a black woman, I think especially like for uh, the black and white, if a lot of, to me, biracial, because they might identify as just black because of what they look like and might get heat if they say both, but they are both. But embrace both sides. I think that's the thing, and it's hard. Think about it though, like. It's hard. I think, well, I took one of those DNA tests. So I'm about as, you know, we talked before this, so I think the average African-American is between 20 mm-hmm. and 30% European. That's a big percentage. You're talking about a whole ass grandparent that's white. Right. You know, if you, if you were to break it down, like that's that's a real percentage. It's not 2% or 3%. No. You're talking about a quarter of you. So, so you, you know, back to my point, I'm a, I have a, 20, a quarter of European. I, I just said embrace both, but I can't really because I... So don't let me backtrack. Like <laughs> See, it's so complicated. It changes. And that's what people like your perspective is going to keep changing. Now that you just said that, though I took a DNA test, I will say, okay, it's a quarter, but I have not lived as, oh, I've lived as a black woman. Your whole life. My whole life. Like all my, the relatives I've been around are um, black. So that's my experience. And I think, and I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm blanket statement here. Mm-hmm. I think when black people have said that to me, I think they mean culturally. Yeah. Because I have grown up around. I mean, that's the fact. I can't. I mean, I grew up with white people. That's just what it is. But I mean, yeah. but you to me when I look at you, it can go two ways. I look at you and I see a black man. And remember, in the black gene, we can create light skin. Even if I'm a, a dark skinned woman, with another black man can create a light skin baby. So I've seen it. yeah, happened. so a full black man can. And Look even like to say that, I've I have buddies. You know, for the most part, it doesn't happen this way. But I have buddies that are also mixed, so white mom, black dad, and their kid. You know, have kids with a white person, and their kids look more black than they do. It's mm-hmm. I mean, it's genetics. So, yeah. is it what you look like? Is it your percentage? Is it how you? Is it your, your culturally? I guess what is the definition? I don't know. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. laughing because Marlon Wayans who I think we all would agree as a black actor, mm-hmm. he, he was, he, he'd had a little podcast where he, it was like live where he found out that he was like 25 or 30% white. He's like, what? And he was in disbelief. <laughs> I mean, but he didn't grow up as a mixed person. Right. He's not mixed. 
So it's, it, so that's where it's just not, there's a lot of nuances. And even just, you just saw how my like explanation just changed because it's not just one thing. It's like self, and I was just, you remember what I told you earlier? I grew up in Iowa just like you and had identity issues there because I'm in proximity. I'm around all white people. Well, white people. Yeah, you're the only no. And, and I think a lot of black yeah. people in Iowa have that. I don't know if I everyone's accepted that, but I have noticed, like even when I go to uh, bigger cities or go visit my family and wherever, and I'm around all black people. Mm -hmm. Like last summer, I was in I was in East St. Louis. There was not a white person within 50 miles. It felt like at anywhere you went to the come and go to the to the store, the cashier, the whoever. There was there was no white people. And I felt like I fit in. Like I felt like no one double took at me, no one stared at me, no one had these awkward silences and didn't know how to act. Like mm -hmm. that's where I felt like a. And I didn't even grow up around these guys, you know. Yeah. So interesting. There's so so much. I feel like I could just babble forever. Well, I know <laughs> yeah. that you have children, and um, your wife is Caucasian. So how do yeah. you guys navigate that? What does that look like? and how that's, that's, yeah. a, that's an even a tougher i feel like that's even tougher than me because yeah. i at least have the physical features mm -hmm. or some and my kids are very light with straight hair um but in a weird way they're around more black culture than i was mm -hmm. because i'm bringing it to them i didn't yes. have somebody bringing it to me so most most of my, a lot of my friends that come over were their kids or mm -hmm. so they're around culturally a little bit more than mm -hmm. i was but physically, so it's almost opposite. Physically, they don't look the same as me. Mm -hmm. they, you know, I don't think most people would think that they were black if they saw them in a room. They might think they were mixed with something, but not. They might not know. Um, so, but I will make sure that they are. They see my perspective. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to be treated the same way I was or experience the same things I did. But they will be more um, informed for sure, culturally, at least. Yes, so. and, and that's what I love. Like, I think about, like, even um, my nephew, and personally, when I look, his parents on here, when I look at him, my nephew looks white passing to me. He's starting right. to tan up a little bit, but, I mean, he's he's, 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 yeah, he's getting tan. He's tanning up. But I was like, thank God that he has, like, you know, Bree's done a yeah. good job. She like, she knows my brother is a black man. You know, some people get together, right. and they're oblivious that their partner is black. That's dangerous. No. It is. It's very. That's very. It's dangerous. dangerous. It's a dangerous. And I think game. it's dangerous. Very dangerous when the the black person that relationship allows it. Not allows it, but Accepts goes it with, with it. It doesn't. You gotta. There's there's a difference. There's a difference, and there's a difference. Yeah. So I was like, thank God, the you know, Kingston's mom, and then my brother is a positive presence in his life and then just seeing all you dads together with your kids right. and seeing these black men with their kids and their family i will say it's, it's a very great example and i love seeing it no i do too it's fun and I, I love having my kids around it and it's funny like my kids i told you they're they're white passing but we had this drake drake had his new album certified lover boy and it's got all these different women on it that are mm -hmm. all different colors that I was pointing at my four-year-old. He was three at the time. I was like, where's dad at? And he pointed at this brown kid, brown kid mom. Mm -hmm. And the where's mom at? Puts at this, points at the super white mom. Mm -hmm. I said, where, where are you at? And he pointed the brown, the brown kid, you know? So okay. he is, you know, at four years old, three years old, sees himself, you know, in a certain, certain light already. So 
That's, yeah. You know, another thing I was thinking about, you know, like, what is, like, on the black side, what is black? So, like, even just, like, like growing up in Iowa, like, I like rock music. I like, there's a certain culture that you like certain stuff that yes. would be considered right. white. And you just I like do. even a little bit of country. I like, a little, I like a little country. <laughs> Not a lot, but a little bit. <laughs> so then when, have you ever been faced with, and I have been saying, oh, you're you're not black enough, or you you like white I, stuff, or why can't we be I, I, like everything? I, no, no. What we were talking about earlier is we're the only culture that I, again, I'm not in all these other cultures, but mm-hmm. that I see where you're not black enough, or this like you have to do this to be black. What? No other. Nobody ever said you're not white enough to a you know right. white people don't have that same issue. Like they can like whatever music they like, they can watch whatever music they they want to watch, they can eat whatever food they want to yeah. eat. And no one's going to question their whiteness. We're the only culture that goes, oh, you haven't seen this movie? You ain't black. You ain't, you don't do this. You ain't black. What? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I, I like um I like a lot, but got a lot of that. But if you're exposed to like stuff like people who live in farms and countries, and you're going to, because that's your demographic, you're going to like those things. You're around. But did you ever feel a transition? Because I had went to school with so many white people that, Later, as an adult, I would say as an adult, I probably have more black friends, black women friends than white. Um, I don't know. I actually really just don't know why, but I tend, I do. Because you just, I think it's, you, I think subconsciously you're yep. drawn to those people because you we can relate to them. Mm-hmm. So, wait, but at first, I'm going to be honest, there were some instances where I felt intimidated in a large group of black people. And I actually was like, look, he's scared of my people. Right, because of where we grew up. Yeah, so I, I've, I've caught myself. I don't. Sometimes it'll. I'll catch myself being like competitive, like un, un, like subconscious, like oh damn, I'm trying to compete with this dude just because he's because he looks like me. I, I, I've caught myself doing that, or I've caught myself acting a different way, which I'm not even doing it on purpose, but because of the, okay, I'm around a bunch of black people and I'm not used to being in this environment. Um, do I need to act a different way mm-hmm. or do I need to do this or, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like questioning myself because I do know who I am. But when you get in certain situations, sometimes you catch yourself slipping a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so, and it takes time to, you know, get to know who you are as a person, you know, that's just takes time. But now they have all these DNA testing where now, because with, us there's so much because of the slave trade and everything and the mixing and stuff we're unfortunately we don't know where we don't have a place to go back to we don't have a place to go back to like a home like base like a home base like yeah and we had to create our culture we had to create things and make it happen um where sometimes i do get i was in puerto rico i'll tell the short story this guy he's black man but he's Puerto Rican because that's his ethnicity. That's where he lives. Right. And he was, you know, giving us a tour of the rainforest. And he talked about how he was so proud of his culture. And he named, he went through everything. And I, like, teared up. I was so sad. Like, I was like, oh, man. Like, he legitimately knows where he he's from. Right. And, like, you said with the mixing, like, what even black Americans don't relate always because they're so different. Like, you mm-hmm. might be... 14% Nigerian and I'm 17% Cameroonian and he's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like it's, th- that doesn't even match up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. where do you go back to? Is it just the culture we created here in America? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that black culture? That's, that's what I think a lot of times. Yeah. It's, like almost it's bl- like, yeah, black culture. I would say that it's too. Just, it's what like 
we've created here in America. So yeah, you got nowhere to go back to. No. I've never felt like there's like a place where no. I can go back and do some research. Um, but yeah, when I took my um DNA test, I well I'm I'm I always joke I'm thirty eight percent Nigerian. <laughs> I am. It's not a joke, but I was like, my my best friend was like, "Girl, I knew it. She's Nigerian." She goes, "I knew it. I knew it." I said, "Girl." Right. So then, just to not to get too far off topic, do Africans? Because I I know my answer. Do Africans look at African Americans differently? Um. Yeah, because you got to even think. Just in my opinion, I will say. Okay, I'm gonna only speak from my perspective. I've dated a lot of African men, mostly African men. Really? Yes, okay. yes. And that's who actually gravitates to me. Um, they've okay. said stuff about me being American and stuff because we are technically different cultures. We're different. So it's like being in an interracial relationship. Either I adapt or I, I don't. But I'm like stuck, you know, where do we meet, you know? So it's still right. like being, because culturally we're different, especially if, if I obviously if I go over there with them, it's gonna be a culture shock. I have to learn the ways, and I'm gonna probably still be stuck in some American mindsets and thinking. Even gen- but you think about it. Even genetic. Sorry to cut you off. But even genetically, mm-hmm. a little bit, you're you're different. Mm-hmm. Like this guy's like a hundred percent. If you're from Africa, most of the Africans I know are like a hundred percent whatever they yeah. are, whatever the country they are. Every generation was, was Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Like even like genetically, we're all a little bit different here in America than mm-hmm. someone from Africa yeah. or, you know, a certain country in Africa. I had a, a boss at one point in my life who was white mm-hmm. and we, we would have, we try to have open conversations and talk about real life things. And he said, and he was being, he was being genuine. He's like, honestly, like I've caught myself. Like if I saw a group of black teens, like American teens, mm-hmm. black American teens, I would think, man, those guys are probably up to something. Like, just standing on the corner, like, maybe I'm going to avoid them. Like, he, he thought maybe they were up to something. Mm-hmm. He's like, but if I saw a group of, like, Africans standing there, I wouldn't have the same thought. Like, yeah. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't feel the same way. I wouldn't think the same way. So I think even, like, there, there's a difference. Yeah. You know, about how maybe they're treated versus African-Americans. And I even think, like, like I've talked to some African people, I have to get too far off topic, but they felt like, you know, they come here, you got, you're a foreigner, you're black, and the disrespect that they get here, you know? So it's like, all these, so, all these, everybody has all these things and all and these layers. If you layers. grew up in Africa, you didn't, experience, like, the N-word does not mean the same thing to mm-hmm. Africans mm-hmm. as to Americans. But, like, I've, I've caught that. But like, I think if I, true. But I think if I went back to Africa, I think I would, I, I, I believe I'd be welcomed, very welcomed. Right. I think I really believe yeah. that would be the experience. Um, it, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's, that's, I, uh, do you, Trevor Noah, he's a, he's a newscast guy who's mm-hmm. mixed. He is, he's from, oh, yeah. he's from South Africa. You know who Trevor Noah is? Yes. And oh. he, went, he did a thing where they went to his grandma's house. I think she passed away. So sweet. So he's he's mixed. His mom is white, or no, no, his mom is black actually. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too. I want to go down white moms, black moms. Another thing, keep that in mind. Um, he he. So he's mixed. He he's like he's like you're not. He's like I feel like black people don't accept you mm-hmm. unless you're famous is what he said. And he's obviously mm-hmm. celebrity. Right. He's like he's like I've never heard anybody call Bob Marley mixed. I've never heard anybody call you know, Lenny Kravitz mixed, or I don't even know the list of people, you know, he's like, I don't think 
he's like, I noticed that once I got famous, people started accepting me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that's just a side piece that I wanted to point out that, mm-hmm. and I did, I've caught that. Like I've never heard anybody called J Cole mixed. Right. You know, he's, he's a, he's a black rapper. Um, you know, Chris Brown or whoever, you know, all these different people, whatever. But, uh, I just thought that was an interesting point, you know? Yeah, it's just like there's just so many layers, and I, and I can see how it can be so confusing and hard for um to identify and um. What's what, weird is because yeah. I I don't actually have a a problem identifying as anything. I know That's who awesome. I am. Like I, it's it's who what other people think about me. Not I don't hurt. You never convince me that I'm not a black person walking around America. No matter what you say, you'll <laughs> never convince me that that that. So you can say whatever you want. So I think it's how other people haven't quite figured out how to deal with mm-hmm. mixed or biracial or, um, and then going back to what is mixed. Like I, that's a blanketed term. I don't have anything in common with someone who's, um, Japanese and Indian. So that's, that's a blanketed term mixed, but I think we all have an idea of what yeah. our mind goes to when we think of mixed. We think, or at least I do black yeah. and white, yeah. I think just because of where we live, but mm-hmm. Um, so I see. I was looking up like the different like terms. There was biracial, what multiracial, uh, multi-ethnic. It was just a lot of like just more <laughs> words. It breaks it down like so. Like technically, like but going back to the slave days, like my kids are a quadroon, which sounds I don't like that sound of the, that word, but yeah. like because they're a quarter. So like there's so many different terms and layers and what people you know, I, you know, label people as, so. I do have an interesting question, because I've been, like, just kind of, like, I went on YouTube to see some people who were talking about being biracial, and kind of what their thoughts were, too, and there was one, um, person talking about like during you know we have we've gone through a lot in the past couple years with um you know the pandemic and then also everything what happened with George Floyd and you know all the things that now because you know we have cameras now these things have been going on but now they're on you know camera how did you navigate when that was going on um how did you navigate even with you know your white friends and then being, you know, I didn't, you know, being a black man, what were those conversations? Were there any people you had to let go because it was like, oh, oh gosh, you're oh, a racist. You learn, you learn a lot about people real quick. Like my instant instinct, and I, maybe this isn't the right way because then mm-hmm. in theory, I'm using a little prejudice myself. I mm-hmm. I listen to the black person story first because of what I've seen, what history has told right. me. So, I, a lot of times I want to, you know, I, I, I do, and then I try to step back and go, okay, what actually happened here, Josh, don't just use emotion here, but you'll hear as soon as work is like the best, worst place to figure out who you're working with, because as soon as something like that comes out, you're like, hold on, that's how you think. Okay. Let me step back just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So people, uh, I've heard, and I'm sure you have too, but I've heard so many you hear like these little low key racist tones, undertones, or comments, or mm-hmm. there was some. I wasn't even talking about. It. I'm just sitting there listening. Uh, and this group of my my, my white uh, salespeople was talking, and this guy's like, "Hey, did you hear that this pregnant black lady mm-hmm. was pinned down and like beat, basically beat to death by the police because she mm-hmm. wouldn't cooperate?" 
And I'm like, pregnant black lady? Like, who's who's messing with the pregnant lady? Like, she's pregnant. Like, right. I, don't, I don't know the story, anything beyond what I just heard. And the old white guy, well, we need to hear both sides. Like, that's his that's his natural <laughs> instinct is to... I mean, you kind of shouldn't beat up pregnant people. <laughs> he doesn't know what happened, but his first instinct is, well, what did this pregnant lady do? Like... And I'm like, what? How is that your initial instinct? Is what did she do? Like, I don't know. Like, is the baby okay? Are they are are they okay? Are they alive? Are they alive? What happened here? And like, it's just weird to me to think that that's like your first, you know, thing. Like the George Floyd thing. Mm -hmm. Let's say if you could, in a vacuum, take away race for just a split second. Mm -hmm. Why are there people that are okay with an American person being kneed on for nine minutes and forty eight seconds? Take away race, like. Why is it, why are you jumping on that side? Like you should be afraid for yourself. Like, why are you okay with this? Yeah. Well, he had a counterfeit twenty dollar bill. What? Does does that warrant death? Does it warrant death? <laughs> so yeah, if no. you get, and, I, and I try to ask people like, yeah. take away race for a second. Like, are you cool? Like, you know, the one that always still gets me is Trayvon Martin. It was like, remember ten, mm-hmm. twelve years ago? That one still gets me today. Yeah. Like. He's 17 years old, walking home. He did nothing wrong. And there's people that are, like, I said, like, what if that was your kid? Would you be okay with that? Like, are you cool with that? Like, you think that was okay? Well, what was he doing? He didn't do anything. He was walking. So, I get passionate about it. Sorry if I'm... No, I do, too. Um, I do, too. I'm, like, very, um, like, just about, like, protecting, like, black men and any man of color because... Especially, you were saying like how you were walking around being you and your brother, two hundred and something pounds. You are <laughs> tall. We tall. Out, You're automatically we, a threat. They're gonna. And you guys are just kids. I have so many stories going back, like growing up in rural Iowa, that we would get. Me and my brother, like we were, we were good kids. Like we mm-hmm. weren't. You know, I could admit if we were getting in trouble, so we never got in trouble. We were good kids. We did what we were supposed to do. We get followed by police for no reason. We get pulled over. Well, mm-hmm. why do we get pulled over, officer? Suspicious driving. Suspicious driving. But what does that mean? Sus- we're cruising mm-hmm. around the four-block town because we got nothing else to do. Suspicious driving. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I dated this white girl my senior year of high school, and um, probably 15, 20 white dudes burnt across in her front yard. Because she was burnt across. This was in 2010. And then where do you get this crowd? Like, they just sat and made this thing. They just manufactured this, right? (laughs) The hate is real. Did they say, hate, don't hate sound so silly. If you break down what hateful people do, you'd be like, you know that's dumb as hell. Like, you really just went and made a cross and burn it just because you hate me for standing here? But, uh, I've experienced, I've walked through... There was nothing like more nerve wracking than being like we'd be like on the road or whatever for a basketball game or a football game, whatever, mm-hmm. like walking in to the school, like because I would hear stuff. So people would yell the N word at me from the crowd mm-hmm. or from the stands or whatever. And like I just I I think that's part of the reason I never go back there. I don't ever go back. <laughs> My mom comes to me. I don't go there. But like. It was such an uncomfortable feeling everywhere you went. You'd walk into a grocery store, mm-hmm. and people would just like stare at you. Like, what are you staring at? Like, okay, mm-hmm. like I, I just, uh, I try to stay away from that. And you know, when I was about like protecting, you know, you guys is 
when the George Floyd thing was going on, my friend was arguing with someone. Well, she was telling me there was comments, and there was a white lady trying to advocate for this black man, but he just was so he just wasn't having it. He basically told her to stay in her place. And my friend, um, she might give she's biracial, and she said, "This poor woman. She was trying." I said, "Did anybody message this brother and ask him if he was okay?" He's hurting. So even just us protecting you is just asking you, are you okay? And just, but when I said this to her, she was like, oh, I didn't think of it this way. I think sometimes asking people like why they think the way they think. I mean, some stuff I just don't even care at this point. I'm not trying to unpack. You can't argue, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not going to argue, but. And I've caught myself like where it's a little bit exhausting sometimes because I always want to try to stick up for us. Mm-hmm. but you can't yeah they're gonna think because it's, they're gonna it's think. so and it's so and it's very frequent so i'm like sometimes you just have to like sit there and just listen to something and you're like it just take it yeah well <laughs> like you, you gotta pick pick where you're gonna like in high school i could have fought somebody every day but that, what, what was that gonna do that was just gonna make me look bad so and i i even remember in high school feeling like i had to be extra good because mm-hmm. of what it was like go out of my way well, like, I remember, like, I'd get, like, excited after a dunk or something, and my coach would be like, hey, calm down. Like, you know, you're, like, the only tall black dude here. Like, we don't want people, you know, the refs to draw attention to you or whatever. I'm like, damn, I'm 16 years old just playing basketball, and I got to worry about what the refs think because – That's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. They were – I was watching something where they were talking about how uh, maybe even culturally, like, Black people and white people, we might mourn differently. Like, there, it was an example of at this hospital. She said some of the black people went, somebody had died. And they was, like, falling out. Crying, like, people were screaming. They were losing it. They were, like, the black people. And the instinct of the hospital was to call security. These people, they need, their loved one was killed. It's dead. Is That's like exhausting. That you, they can't, they're supposed to well, think about how they're acting because somebody died. It's exhausting. That is one thing that I, I've always said, like, I don't think, because we, no matter where you go, like, white people can get away from black people. They can. Like, you can go live yeah. in my hometown and never deal with a black person ever. But, like, I, we can't. I can't. Like, if I go to Walmart, everybody there, all the customers, all the employees, for the most part, mm-hmm. is white. And if I go to the bank, they're all white. And all my coworkers are white. Like, you can't. So, you, you have to kind of deal with it. But they don't even understand always, like you just said, like, how you feel or how you're co- where you're coming from. And mm-hmm. even me growing up with white people, I still, there's certain things that I, it's hard for me to understand their perspective or their view of things. And how do you not see where I'm coming from? And mm-hmm. you do get exhausted a little bit. And you're like, okay, but yeah, yeah, it's exhausting. And the crazy part is just, it's so many layers and it's not that easy right and like, we were just to kind of get back into the the kind of the mixed biracial thing and it's it is becoming more prevalent mm-hmm. it's more and more i think in society like you know des moines is a very white city i know you're mm-hmm. you've been here you used yes. to live here but uh i think i could be wrong i think in Des Moines, it's like three or four percent black. Oh. That, that's that's not it's not very big. It's, it's a low low percentage. And then you have to think about that being mixed biracial or whatever is even obviously less than that. So like mm-hmm. the percentage of me walking there's not a lot of people like me walking around here. Mm-hmm. So it's uh yeah it's 
it's interesting. Yeah, and I, I like that you're, you know, with your family, you're they're going to have you as a representation and just to be able to navigate. And then as, right. you know, I think... I think we're getting to a place where we're communicating more and I always I just hope things get better and people are okay with their identities and not being put in a box. I would love for racism to go away. <laughs> that, that, that would be nice. I don't know if that's going to happen in our lifetime. No, no. A uh, quick story that I just thought of, sorry, before I forget is uh, speaking of white family, like my, my white cousins, they, my 21st birthday, um, they're from, they're from Omaha. So they're like, Hey, we're going to take you out downtown, show you a good time. So I got a white V-neck on and a, and a flat bill hat. That's it. You know, I look, I look okay. I'm not wearing anything crazy, doing anything. Mm-hmm. And we go to walk into this bar and the bouncer says, Hey, you can't get in. You got a white V-neck and those aren't allowed. And you got a flat bill hat and that's not allowed. As mm-hmm. he's sitting here telling me this three, I'm not, it, it was like, it couldn't happen more perfect. Three white dudes with the exact same outfit walk right past me and walk in. And it was, it was, my cousins were like in disbelief, like, what? They're like, like they're, right, they're, they're walking in and they, they have the same outfit. And it was like, it was a little bit of a relief for me to see them see it because you tell people things and they don't always believe you or think, you know, racism's over. That was a long time ago, which it wasn't, but that was a long time ago. Slavery was a long time ago. To see like the look on their face, to f- see it happen right in front of their eyes, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, thank you. I'm glad you guys just saw that. Like, you think I'm just making stuff up? Like, right there. And it was just like, it was cool to see. I guess cool, I don't know, but like, it was good to see them recognize it. Right, recognize the light bulb go goes off because when you don't see it, right? Yeah, people have to see it to the, believe the, it. Dude, yeah. the bird across in the front yard. My girlfriend at the time was like. Oh, Josh, you're just being silly. Like that stuff. This was before that. Okay. And she's like, oh, I was wrong. Way wrong. (laughs) So, yes. So what, so overall, um, I guess kind of just to wrap things up, like what do you want to pass on? um, Okay. Well, what would you say anyone who's in an interracial relationship and they're going to have biracial children what you have it's a big it's a it's you have to everyone everyone cares about the kids everyone loves their kids mm-hmm. i mean it's just natural but you have to go out of your way to see this kids like what you especially like i'm, I'm gonna use white moms because that is what i see here mm-hmm. that's just what i see you have to it, you have to go out of your way to understand how your kid's going to be treated, how they're going to be viewed. You can't just assume that it, you know what I mean? Like you have to mm-hmm. make it a conscious effort that they're different. Yes. You're going to be treated differently. Don't treat them the same way as your sister treats her little blonde hair, blue eyed kids. Like you got to treat them, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> Go it, out of your way to make an effort. Yes. To, to, to so we got to acknowledge we're having biracial kids. We can't say, <laughs> I don't and see I color. Have, I have biracial friends my age, so in our 30s. Mm-hmm. Again, I think we're like, we're, we're some of the pioneers of biracials because we were like the beginning of like, but it was started being okay. Yeah. Like, they tell me things that their own white mothers would say that are just blatantly racist. Like, I remember my mom used to make us like, um, what's this cream you put in your hair to like make it straight? Oh, uh, she was putting relaxer in your hair? Relaxer. She made me put like a... <laughs> 
And like looking back, I'm like, why are you making me put a relaxer in my hair? Like that feels a little like you just trying to make me fit in. I don't know. Like looking back at some of the things that I had to do to, you know, the clothes she would put me in just to make sure that I didn't stay. I'm like, it's okay to accept that you got mixed kids or black kids or, mm-hmm. um, and appreciate who they are. Appreciate who they are. I love that. If if it all could just be just appreciate. Who they are. But you know what? It starts with the parents. When your parents install that, they'll they'll be fine. I think. Um. I mean, I I think that, like this generation, I think we're talking more, and we can install the traumas that we've suffered. We're acknowledging trauma, where some of our parents, our grandparents, you sweep it under the rug. We're actually acknowledging it, so we can. You know. And one thing about, and I don't want to just harp on white people, like, mm-hmm. you know, black people need to make an effort to understand that this person is more, what, like when someone, when I hear a black person say, well, you're not black, you're mixed. To mm-hmm. me, that's worse than a white person saying, because, and what I mean it by that is, because I'm actually realistic, mm-hmm. you know, really experiencing a lot of the same things you're experiencing. So what do you mean by what do you, what does your statement mean when you say, well, you're not black, you're mixed? Like, what do you mean by that? What is the undertone behind that? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that, you know, you go to the, if, you know, if you're, if you're gravitory, you know, toward, and people are pushing you towards this one side and then that side goes, eh, well, we don't quite want to yeah. accept me either. That's almost worse. Yes. And that is, and I, and I agree with that. Cause like, you know, when black people say, oh, she's just, she's just, she's just a little white girl. She's, and or a white boy, or say stuff yeah, like yeah. that. What do you mean by that? What is yeah, the, how, what is it? Why? Why? Or she doesn't act. act. It's more of it's more of their they're more in tune with their white side, and you know, and when you see some biracial kids, they're trying to connect, and so right. black black people we cannot push them away. Like they need us. Culturally, being raised by a white woman, it's going to take a little more to be culturally see your black side so yeah you like you said don't don't push them away don't push them away be an example you know i have um god children and they're all um they're all biracial um women but um i'm the black woman example you know so i'll never i i'm always going to love on them and tell them how great they are and right if I, if I could, it, maybe it'll change as time goes on mm-hmm. and there's more mixed and biracial people. Like even in the, there, everyone was making fun of the draft this year, the NBA draft, because there were so many yeah. black white moms coming out and there's all these mixed kids getting draft drafted. And these kids are getting roasted from yeah. both angles. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of crazy to think that really, nobody's really accepting these, yeah. these kids. Like they're supposed to be the best day of their life and they're getting roasted yeah. because of their parents. And uh, even like one of the things that I wanted to point out earlier was that I'm seeing is, and it's not as, it's not as common, but the black mothers, mm-hmm. sorry, do we have to get off on it? Mike? No, I, no, no, one. no, go keep going. Go. Um, black mothers, white dad, that combo gets a little more respect, a little more love than the white mom, black dad combo. I have noticed that. You think I so? have no, well, from the black community though. It's from well, the black can community. I, can I say this? When I was young, I dated white men, and um, I got crap for it. It wasn't, and so 
black women from, from white people no black people Black people. Black people. Yeah, like you went that white dude. I dated this white boy, and this guy said to me, "You be always be with that white boy." I said, "I said he ain't scared of y'all. He will fight you. Please don't. Like he will really fight you." But I saw somebody say there was a difference. What do you mean the difference? And they said that white. Again, this some of this is just social media. You can't read too much into it, but just um, that white mom, black moms tend to. Put the black culture on their mixed children more so. I believe that. Than the other way around, because I hate to say it, a lot of times in the, the these interracial relationships that I've seen growing up, it's the white mom raising these interracial kids. Mm-hmm. So they put their presence and their culture on them. Yeah. So that, that's that, kind of why. Yeah, that's just because because I've noticed um some mixed kids that had a black mom, they grew up more around black people, and they're more they're they could be it don't matter what shade they are, they're just more comfortable and they. It's proximity. Yeah. There's in you know, know. It, talking about shade. Mm-hmm. Or, um, sometimes you don't even know. Like, I have a little. I have my little notes here. Like, one of the things was from my what shades. Like mixed kids. Like we, they literally come in like as cheesy as generic as it sounds. Like come in all different shades. Like mm-hmm. I've seen mixed kids that literally you would not know they were mixed. You might think they're 100 percent white. Mm-hmm. They got blonde hair, blue eyes, but their dad is full black mm-hmm. and i've seen i've seen mixed kids that you would never even know that they had a white parent yeah they have 4c hair their darker skin tone yeah you know black facial features so not even all mixed kids can relate yeah isn't that crazy because now on top of that you got colorism even with you have colorism it, it just, the black community it, and then you have your own yeah yeah so, so it's just Oh. Even being mixed doesn't mean you relate to somebody else being mixed. I don't experience the same things as uh, Logic, the rapper who's the. It looks like he's white. Oh white. yeah, yeah. He always gets made fun of. He I'm does like, get a lot of crap. What's he supposed to do? He's mixed. Right. <laughs> the uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, I about another reason probably you said in your perspective, um, black moms and white dads are couples. They don't get as much flat. Where I think we get criticized in the black community more so about it. But uh, statistically, black women don't, we don't date outside of our race in high percentages. Yeah, I've always wondered, you know, and I feel like um, being in Iowa, like I, Mm -hmm. there's, and my wife knows this, I've always said black women are just absolutely beautiful. I just wasn't around black women. Right. (laughs) I, I didn't like, I would never say I'm into white women. It just happens to be, I, 95% of, 99% of the women I'm around happen to be white. Mm -hmm. So do you think that, do you think, because I've noticed black women here still tend to more so date black men. Yes. And they have the same percentages that I do, or, you know, any of us do. So do you have to go out of your way or is it, you don't Mm -hmm. feel... Do black women not feel like they can connect with a white man? Like, well, I guess I know I'm going off topic. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, this is what I'll say for myself. So, growing up in Iowa, you know, um, there was racism, like, just tons of stuff. I felt like the black is bitch alive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was in these spaces, like, I'm like, (laughs) but, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, being with when I would date these white guys, I was uncomfortable because I was in a mindset that um, a lot of that white people were racist, 
had racist undertones. That's just because of my experience. I mean, I don't think that across the board, but that's when I was young. That was my experience. So when I would date these white men, um, I felt uncomfortable. I felt like um, I, I just felt off. I felt like the blackest person in the world. Did and then family ever that was um, the worst no they not, didn't know they did well one guy that i told them that you know my boyfriend would be you up his mom actually was he had sisters that were biracial and her he was he's a white guy but his okay. she ended up marrying a black man so he was exposed to black people so he was not scared of black people, and he always dated black women so i was it was he was his the only mom. white guy i felt comfortable with because he understood the culture and he right. his family was a mixed blended race family. That's the only white guy I've ever felt comfortable with. But outside of that, it's just those, I always just get scared of those little like undertones and, and just, the worst going yeah. to be the family. Like they, cause they didn't, I would ask, I used to ask like, Hey, do your parents like, no, like you ever see the movie guess who with, uh, Ashton Kutcher yeah, and yeah. Freddie Mac. He's like, did you tell them? And she's like, what? Tell them what? And then I'm white. And she's like, you're white. What? <laughs> like I used to, Try to set them up like, hey, did you let your parents know that I'm coming over? And like, I remember the, I went over to meet this girl, and it was actually me, her, and one of my close friends at the time. We go up, knock on the door. It was it was literally just like that movie. Like, she so he reaches the dad opens the door, reaches out to the other guy who happens to be white, and says, "Nice to finally meet you, Josh." Yeah. And oh. like to to the white dude, I'm standing like. Uh, actually, I'm Josh. And the look on his face, like, because oh, wow. his daughter didn't tell him, and he was like, "Oh, well, hi, Josh. Like, nice to meet." But it was just like he was so caught off guard that I was the one coming home with his daughter and not this other guy. Yeah. So it's it's just been a tricky thing. Like, so yeah, I do think it's interesting. The lowest percentage, but black women are still dating. Yep, we just still date within, and it's the comfortability. Um, we deal with some other stuff about how we look and our hair and this and that. Just like I made the comment, and when I made the comment, black is bitch, I'm not even talking about like complexion. It was just like, no, no, I'm the, no. yeah, just so the audience knows, talking about just like, um, <laughs> like I'm just the all be all, like, because the, they, right? Cause yeah. that's all they know. That's yeah, all yeah, they know. like, so when I'm in those know. settings, but, um, and I think that I was just the hardest part, those layers of like, now you're dealing with appearances. I don't have, what you're around, right? Blonde hair, blue eyes, this and that, and you don't look like that, and you, you're so it's just easier to you gravitate to a man that maybe can appreciate your own features. He's just like me, but then when you're living in Iowa and you're getting rejected because the black boys around you, they're so used to aesthetically seeing white right? women that they're not. I think, I, I think black yeah. women have it like tough. Yeah, just to be too. just to be blatant like yeah. stuff like it you just said it like there's so many more i think about the things that i've had to deal with or my friends have had to deal with and then just to add a whole nother layer mm -hmm. to it like i've had i've had black uh, or i've had white guys say i've just never been attracted to black women i'm like and i and i call them out every time i say mm -hmm. how many black women do you know right give me give me give me two black women that you know that you could call up right now well, I don't have any. I'm like, so how can you say that statement? Right. How do you literally don't know well Beyonce and and uh, like you're naming celebrities like celebrities. that. Are, like, that doesn't. You it, don't know any black women. Don't make that statement. You don't know any. And then Josh, another thing plays in with us is colorism. So you know, I just 
us all being, you know, different shades. There's certain things of me being um, a lighter complexion. I will not say I love my black women. And there's things I don't like guys. They'll be like, oh, you know, you, your skin. If they No, I don't play that shit. That's the red flag. That's I don't play flag. that shit. Like, no. Where we come in all different all different flavors and all we got yeah yeah no so hairstyle so, hairstyles hair that's a big thing like that people understand is it just that could be your natural people think that you straighten your hair or you do this no that's it could just be like like you said black comes in so many different it's not just one it's box not one, of what it's, black is yes it just, i remember it was so insulting for so many reasons i had a a, a girl in college who happened to be white and she said uh she said mixed kids are the prettiest kids it mm. must be the white in them oh wow. like, how does that make sense so you said hold on they're the prettiest but it has to be because it's from whiteness like your statement made no sense like black and white together makes pretty kids must be the white that doesn't even make That's sense. Insane. And it was so offensive. Like, I was like, how do I, where do I even start with tackling this statement? <laughs> where do you? <laughs> See, so many layers. There's, we have the biracial, full black, all black, uh, gender. And then you have, you yeah. have, like, you know, we were talking about my kids who are like 25, 30% black. Mm -hmm. What if I were, have, what if I did wear a black woman and we have children? Would those kids be considered mixed? Or what if I would have mm -hmm. had kids with a mixed woman? With those, like, what? You know what? I have an answer for that one. Okay, since you're biracial, and if you had a baby with another black and white woman, your kids are still technically biracial. I actually right? look so, no, Isn't still, that crazy? They're, no, yeah, yeah, they're still 50-50. Yeah. yeah. But nobody in the household's white. Nobody, they, they don't look white. Yeah. They're supposed to walk around identifying as white. That doesn't make sense to me. It's, <laughs> but yes, you're right. No, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's just... Genetically, you would still be 50-50. Isn't that crazy? Like... Oh, let me read some of the comments real quick. There we go. Yeah. Hold on. I've had, by the way, thank you. I've had a blast. Oh, um, me too. We're leaving this stuff out. So maybe later as your podcast grows and you become the next Joe Rogan with, you know, millions of followers, maybe we can revisit this topic. Yes, you can come on. And, and we can do it on different layers. I'm going to do like panel stuff too. I would, would like fun. with some men and women and different issues. So yes, I would definitely, if you would be down for that. That's a good it. point. So yeah. just, you should do that, dude. You know, get a couple of mixed people, black people, white people, mm -hmm. women, men, and we should, that'd be fun. That'll be just real hear, fun. Hear just, angles, hear what other people think. Who, who do we have in here? So, okay. So, um, Brianne says, yeah, people have to see it to believe it blows my mind. So when we were talking about some people can't believe there's racism or understand it and then it happens look brian's the um the 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 crusader when people were saying crazy she was correcting folks she was correcting white people politely but she was educating them she really right. was so i she's she, you know that's her you those know. are i when i and this isn't this isn't a good there's no logic behind it really but sometimes mm -hmm. like when i see like a a white woman with mixed kids or a black husband, I tend to think, even though I know it's not factual, I tend to think at least they're maybe they're a little more open-minded mm -hmm. and understand kind of because they've seen some things, but that's yes. not even true. Like I, some of the most racist comments I've heard have been from moms that have biracial children. I'm like, how do you, how do you, how? 
and, and those are the things we got to talk about because that that doesn't help with your child's identity. Oh my or, god! Like he's like, that's mom, the worst are you? <laughs> like that's from your mom. Yeah. Who's supposed to love you no matter what? Yeah. Who it's and then Brie also said it's the inability to look outside of yourself, understanding a different experience and perspective. So it's hard for people. It's hard. It is so hard. And, and we all fall into that trap and like, okay, mm -hmm. that's just not, I got to understand that's just not my experience. Let me hear you. Like, right. let, you step know. Step back and listen, okay, that makes sense. I haven't experienced it, but that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then um, Selena says, I'm 40 and biracial. She, <clears throat> she said some um, other things. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Selena and I told you that she had a white mom with eight little biracial kids and she did it on her own yep that's a, that's a gang that's a gang the mally gang <laughs> the uh, and then she selena said i've been related to most the black folks around me that limited who i dated okay so in her town she's related to all the black people so she just was saying she but she dated white eight. yeah she dated white men because it just limit proximity and it limited Right. Proximity, you know, you got to make an effort to make, to yeah. make your kids get, you know, you got to be around people who look like you, you know, you I know that sounds could sound bad, but you just, you have to, you don't, it's just, you feel comfortable. You can relate. It's there's nothing more like just being around my black friends. Like I, it's the only time that you really, truly, but, truly well, feel comfortable. Hold on one second. I did not plug my laptop up properly. Keep going. Uh oh, it came You're fine. I'm going to plug it in real quick. No. Oh, okay. Whew, there she goes. Yeah, and that's why I was saying I, that's probably why, you know, when you, I've grown up in Iowa with. And I think as I got an adult and, you know, having to go through womanhood and coming into my own, that's probably why I do have a, black, a lot of black women friends, um, just because the experience of being an adult and navigating yep. in that world. And, yeah, they've helped me navigate and having um, just girlfriends to, like, lift me up, you know, that can understand and we look we, we look alike and we, we get it. And right. another thing... Um, Bree said, appreciate diversity. It's a beautiful thing to be different. Yes, diversity. And even for on the black side, we have to appreciate diversity. People of different cultures, different music, different mm -hmm. everything. We, we can't ridicule I what we don't understand. It. Like, I literally, like, that's one of my, my favorite things in life is, like, to travel. Like, mm -hmm. seeing, like, just being in the airport and this dude's over here speaking French because, you know, He's from, he's actually from France. So this guy is like, I love being around different people. Like I, that excites me. Like, I don't think like, oh, I need to get away from this person. Like some people do. Mm -hmm. Like, I love it. Like I want to travel and I want to experience your culture and see yes. how things, like, that excites me. Like it doesn't like scare me. Like it excites me. Yes. I love it. So it's both ways. We both, all of us have to just embrace other people's cultures and um, their upbringings. We can learn so much. It can open your eyes to things you never Things you never even knew you were interested in. Uh, right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I play this little game at the end. So I'm going to ask you some questions and just first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, gosh. Just a couple words. Well, okay. Hopefully these aren't but, questions. They're not, they're not too bad. They're good ones. 
hold on, let me scroll down. I have them on my, okay, so it's the, my divine honey questions. So are you ready? I think so. Okay. What's your favorite word? Oh, is it, I'm supposed to be quicker at this, right? Yeah, but no one's ever quick at this, Josh, ever. It pretty much goes like this. Because <laughs> I'm catching them off this, guard. This, this, is a, this is a cliche word, but I'm going to say family. Very cliche. But Love it. It really is. It's true. Very true. Um, what is your least favorite word? The N-word. <laughs> I can't hear that word. I can't even see how quick that can Yeah. That word gives me, like, every sense in my body, like, tightens up if I hear somebody say it, like, and I'm going to say it if I hear a white person say it. Not a black person. If I hear a white person say it, everything just... in my body tightens up like, okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> What's your theme song? What song represents you? In West Philadelphia, born and raised. I don't know why, but I love, like I grew up like idolizing Will Smith and like feeling like I, I thought I was Will Smith. So we'll go with the Fresh Prince theme song. Nice. Do you forgive Will? Do I what? Do you forgive Will Smith? For a slap? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, him. I forgive him, too. I love I Will Smith. Him. He's, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what What sound or noise do you love? Oh. That's a tough, that's, that's, that's tough. That's a tough one. Jeez. Um, we'll go with like the sound of like when you're getting ready to, you're, you're so pumped for a vacation, you got on the plane, you've been sitting there for 20 minutes, you think the plane's never going to go and then it finally starts to go off. Like after you forgot that you were going somewhere and you hear the, and you start that sound of like, I'm going somewhere, I'm doing something like the, the, the vibe that comes with it. Yes. Yes. Um, what was the next one? Um, what sound or noise do you hate? The sound of like it's three o'clock in the morning. You're slightly drunk. You were trying to fall asleep, and your kid's crying in the crib, and you gotta wake up and go feed them. That's the worst sound because you have to do it. Like there's nothing you can there's do. There's nothing you can do. You can't just say, "Oh, you can eat in the morning." You gotta wake up and feed your kid. What motivates you? Uh, cliche again, but go back to family. Like the whole thing. The reason I get up every day is so that my kids don't have to. I we, I didn't grow up with a lot, so to go so my kids don't have to not have the same things I didn't have same things that I didn't have. So my kids, my kids, family. Nice. What's your purpose? Uh, so these are so also relatable. Um, my purpose is to like just Josh Harris, what I do well and I have learned is the reason is that I'm here is to, I love spreading positive, positivity, um, encouragement, giving someone, uh, like, I feel like I'm a hype man. Like I, I give people that didn't think that they had a big reason to do something. Like I, I listen, you can do it like a motivator, like that type of person, like encouraging people and pushing people. Like, I don't know what the word is, but that's my purpose. I like that. Lifting people up. Lifting people up. And what legacy do you want to leave behind? I want people to look back and say that I was a, a damn good father, that I was a, a good husband, that I was like the friend. Like I don't want to have people that I don't want to leave behind gossip. I want 
Mm-hmm. Josh was like a legitimately good dude. Like I, he would do anything for you. Like I want people to look at me in that light. Like I'm there for you. And so I, so everybody has different belief systems, but I like to ask if God, universe, wherever you get to the pearly gates, gates, whoever you see, um, what would you want God, source, energy to say to you at the end of your life when you, you cross over? You did it. I put some obstacles there, um, some big obstacles. I made it a little bit tough for you, but you did it. Like, you made it. You you didn't fall for some of the stuff that I set up um, to tempt you, but you made it, and you did what you were supposed to do. Oh, my gosh. Well... Josh, I want to thank you for coming oh. on, and I look forward to having you back when I do that panel. I think you'd make just I want a to great, be back. Don't yeah, forget me. Don't forget me. A great addition. Um, I want to thank everyone who's watched. Watch on the replay as well. Um, I want to thank thank you, Brianne. Um, thank you, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for tuning Mary in. Yep. Selena, for your comments and questions. And um, so, should I share? Can I? Sh- share this or do I need to share the link to that? No, you can share. Or... You can actually just hit hit the share button on your episode. This, this YouTube video, will it share to like yeah. my page? Yep, yep. Once I stop in, in the broadcast, it'll just show as a regular video and then you can share it. You can share it. Okay. You can take it as a link or you can just hit share and it'll copy the link. So awesome. what else do we have? So, and just so everyone knows, we also, um, you can listen to the episodes on um spotify and apple podcasts and i usually you can listen to old episodes but this episode will be um uploaded in about 20 minutes so um and if you haven't subscribed to this channel please because you don't want to miss any of the other um divine honey um episodes that we have you want to share this one and listen to this one again and then i have other cool videos as well so uh josh again um thank you for joining thank you do you have any parting words for our audience are you gonna be back in iowa anytime soon i will be back in november and i will be there for a while i'm staying like i'll be there through christmas through thanksgiving and christmas through the the holidays yeah yeah no continue don't uh i mean just keep pushing like this was a blast i think if you get the more people you can get get on here yeah it's fun to do it gets people thinking and uh, just keep growing growing your platform. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you. And thank you for coming on. And everybody, until next time, um, peace and blessings. Bye, Bye. guys.